We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. I'm excited to be standing in for it before you guys, and I'm even more excited because I get to stand next to my best friend this morning um, to deliver the message, the message in a series that I have found to be so powerful. It's funny that I said it because I feel like that is, a, that is the thing for every series, right? Like, this series is just, but I think I, I, I knew for a fact when my husband came to me long before we got to the series and was saying that we are going to do a series on love. I knew that that would be met with opposition because the enemy is very um, strategic and he knows what will happen if the concept of love is ever fully grasped because scripture tells us already that God is love and we don't mind being um, followers of God like we are when we have like celebrities like um, I can be a huge fan of a celebrity and I follow them on Instagram and I follow them on all their social media, but I'll never have a relationship with them. I'll always be a fan. And he's fine with us knowing God from that place. But if we ever recognize that this is not a one-sided relationship, you love me more than I can even wrap my mind around. The confidence, the power, the fullness that comes with that understanding, he wants to make sure we don't get. But God is so awesome, we have a series worth of time to pick this thing apart, yeah. to make sure that from every angle we look at our God, we're able to see love for real. Yeah. Amen? Amen? I don't know about you, but that makes me excited. Yes. So this morning we're going to spend time um, in scripture. And it's when my husband gave me the, the, uh, the scripture reference we'll be using, I like all the Bible. Don't judge me. I like all the Bible. All the Bible I love. But when he said that this is what we we're going to be speaking about, I was like, oh, okay. This is where it comes from. Oh, okay. Not because it's not amazing, but because it's so easy to look at this scenario and feel like you've exhausted it. But because the word of God is a living word, you know what I mean? It's not about, it's not so much about what he said as it is about what he's saying, still speaking, and it just continues to evolve. So we're going to be speaking from a very familiar um, lady in scripture, a good friend of mine, the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. And that's my friend, we're friends. It's like that, it's like that. Because um, we, have, we have some different things, and the more I read her story, the more I find that we have in common. Because it's very easy to read her story from a very judgmental place, yeah. but um, we're not going to be that church. No. Truth Movement ain't never been that church. We're not those people. Amen? Amen. Look, y'all already judgy. Okay, well, if you were before, don't be that this morning, okay? We're going to look to her from, um, from her seat this morning, because there are different things in this text that we want to be able to walk through and really get the identification that can touch different things in our life and in this interaction. You want to pray a sin too? You can go ahead. Yeah, pray. Okay. Father God, humbly we come before you this morning. God, we are so grateful for the opportunity to be in your presence again. Father, we recognize we don't want to be that entitled people to think that just because we set our, our alarm clock last night meant that we just got to wake up this morning. Father, we recognize that that was not in our strength, that was you which means it was your will and your plan for us to be in this place this morning. God, you have a word for us, and we want to receive it. So, Father, I ask, God, that you fill this place with your presence. God, we already recognize that the enemy does not want us to receive what you have here today. 
So, Father, we fall in line with the word of God, and we ask God that you would bind all distraction right now in the name of Jesus. Father, anything that the enemy would stir in this atmosphere, be it internal or external, to oppose your move, to disrupt our understanding, God, to get in the way of us receiving, we bind it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, nothing more than this moment matters. Father, we want to be present here in this moment because we don't want to leave here the same way we came. Father, we recognize that every time we sit at your feet, it's an opportunity for elevation. It's an opportunity for us to be better. It's an opportunity for us to grow. So, Father, here this morning, we say pour in this place, God. Pour out in this place, God, so that we're able to be rooted in what we receive here, God, so that we can grow and look like the God that we serve. Father, we declare that right here, this moment, in this atmosphere, God, that chains will be broken today. God, so much bigger than cliche, so much more grand than a Sunday morning, God. Generational, generations will feel what takes place here this morning. Our children will be able to walk in a new level of freedom because of the freedom that we're going to receive right here in this word this morning. God, I thank you. God, I praise you. God, I honor you, and I count these things as already being done in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's give the Lord some praise in this place. You look like you got a good husband. Bro. I do. He's all right. He's all right. You do pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm always excited when I get an opportunity to speak uh, with my girlfriend. And um, like she said, I think we, we kind of, uh, we were both kind of taken aback when God gave us the scripture to teach on mm -hmm. this week um, because it's so familiar. And um, I think you take things for granted when things are familiar. You know what I mean? When you've heard something multiple times, um, it just kind of runs over the riverbed of your life and you don't really pay much mind to it. Um, but this scripture specifically, um, if you don't mind turning to John chapter 4, verse 15 is what we'll read. John chapter 4, verse 15. I'll read it for you. Um, the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands, shout five. Five. You have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Um, as my wife mentioned, I think that we, we, when we hear um, this scripture, and I want you to take time to read the entire story, um, but when we hear this woman's story, we oftentimes look at her um, from a, a judgmental perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like, how could you? <laughs> right? Y'all sitting here being church right now. See, don't be but judgy. when don't you be hear judgy. that she's been with five men and the man that she's with right now is not her husband, you say to yourself, well, well. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of times we look at it from a 21st century perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think it's always important when you look at scripture that you look at it from the, 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 the time that it was written. Um, and in the, in the time that it was written and the story itself taking place. Um, when you look at this, the societal structure at that time, um, women didn't have a, they didn't have a voice. Um, they, they weren't seen as valuable. 
Um, oftentimes, when you, I've even said it from this pulpit, um, when you think about the, 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 the miracle, two, the two fish and five loaves of bread, it says that he fed how many? 500. 5,000. 5,000. <laughs> Y'all going to do better than this. We will, we will. Two fish, five loaves of bread, he fed how many? 5,000. But then you don't count the women and children. If you bring into an account the women and children, he fed much more. Oftentimes, women weren't even accounted for. They didn't have a voice. They weren't seen as, as, as valuable. As a matter of fact, when it came to marriage, women didn't have a voice in that either. So the way that it typically worked, either you were, you know, they would come to your daddy and say, hey, I want her, and okay, you got to pay me for her, and then you would be shipped off to whoever decided that they wanted you. Whoever chose you, you had to marry. There wasn't this whole, like, courting, courting and dating phase. It was none of that. I mean, there was no exchange. We didn't date for a while. If he chose you, you belonged to him, and you married him. You didn't have a voice in that for a woman. I mean, it was, it was, it was a tough time for women back then. And I like to say that Jesus is the one who gave women a voice. If you look at Scripture, he was always putting women forward and making sure that they spoke before men. Mm-hmm. But when you start to think about the flip side of that, If they didn't have a voice in in, in determining who their spouse would be, then they didn't have a voice in determining if they got to walk away from a marriage. Mm -hmm. The way that the societal structure worked in that day, the man was basically the only one that could determine that he wanted a divorce. (laughs) So there was two ways that you you can exit a marriage. Either you can serve her a certificate of divorce for whatever reason you chose necessary, you could say, I didn't like the way you cooked today, and I'm divorcing you. And long as you gave her a certificate of divorce, you could walk away from that marriage, and legally you were okay. Or, everybody shout or. or. He had to die. <laughs> I don't know why the women laughing. That's not funny. <laughs> now, Listen to where I'm going with this. I want you to understand that. So when we hear this text, she had five husbands, and the one that she has right now is not hers, um, is not her husband. Um, she didn't exit in and out of these relationships because she wanted to. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes when we hear it, oh, she was kind of being promiscuous, and she was doing this, and she was doing that. Oftentimes the origination of this, uh, this, the, this, this marriage ending and you having to move on to the next had nothing to do with her. It had to do everything with the man. The man determined that he didn't want to be with her anymore. Now, whether he died or not, whether he served her with a certificate or not, he decided, I don't want you anymore. So now, after marriage number one, this woman now feels rejected. Mm-hmm. And then marriage number two comes around and he dies. I'm just saying that he dies. Now, he just walked away from me. He quit on me. He abandoned me. Marriage number three, my heart is broken. Marriage number four, I don't even know how she is even standing at this point. And by the time she gets marriage number five, I'm just doing this because you chose me. And then now, I don't even want a marriage. I'll just stay right here. I, I, I don't want the hurt no more. I don't, want, I don't want the abandonment. I don't want the rejection. I don't want any of that stuff. And the tough thing is, oftentimes people don't understand why you can't function in a relationship. It's the reason because they don't understand your why. The woman says, I don't even want to be married anymore. I'll just be with you because I've been abandoned so many times. I felt the shame of it so many times. I still need what you, I still need what you got. I need companionship, but I'm not going to put a label on it because you might walk away from me. You know what I've noticed about life is that people don't really care about your why. 
when, when I get married, when I get into a relationship, when I have children, when I establish a family, it does not matter how much love I received at that time. All, I, all they care about is me being able to perform in this moment. You got to perform as a husband. You got to perform as a dad. You got to perform as a father. You got to perform as a woman. You have to perform as a mother. And you don't know that I've never gotten the love that I was supposed to get. You don't know that I've got a whole lot of abandonment built up in here. I've got a whole lot of shame built up in here. And all of these different things that you're calling me to do, and now I have to perform. Most of us are in a tough situation because we've been hurt so many times by love. Whether the abandonment came from dad, whether it came from mom, whether it came from a sibling, whether it came from God, whatever you think your, your, your issue with love came from, by the time I get here, I'm broken, man. By the time, you did, by the time, I, did, by the time I put this wedding ring on her finger, I've gone through some stuff. And it's hard. It makes you have to look at our woman different. Because it's easy, like he said, to to cast her as you've been with this guy, you've been with this guy, you've been with this guy. But if we if we're just gonna be honest in this moment, it doesn't feel good to be walked away from. It doesn't. Being walked away from one time is enough to do damage for relationships to come. Mm-hmm. But when you keep going into relationships and they leave, that builds this this rejection that gets rooted, this abandonment that get this that gets rooted. And The thing about a a root of a thing is it may be here, but the branches of it, the parts that you can see, spread so much further from the root that sometimes it's hard to really tell exactly where this thing started. It takes on so many different different, um, things. It takes on um, anger, and it takes on rage, and there's so many different different, um, displays of this rejection and this abandonment. So now that we understand why, the state of mind, why this woman is in this conversation at this well the way she is. Let's go back to the conversation. In verse, go up to verse 7. It says, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? Verse 8, his disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not, do not, do not associate with Samaritans. So there was something off. Every time I read that conversation, I'd be like, what? Because he asked her for a drink, and you don't do me. That's not even what he asked you. Like, he's asking you to give him something, and your first response does not answer the question that he asked. There's a disconnect in this conversation. But that is because she answered the question, she answered the question from where she felt, not what he said. And now that we understand the background of this woman, where he's saying, can you give me a drink? She's saying, you, yeah, I know, you want something from me, but you don't want me. Because that's a common thread for her. You want, you want something from me, but you don't really want me. Let me explain to you why it is that you don't want me. She heard right through her filter. And for a lot of us, we hear and we see through our filter. And it makes our communication very difficult because communication relies on encoding and decoding. I send a message. You receive the message. You decode the message that I said. Good communication, then I get feedback, encoding, decoding, and then you say to me what you received from what I just said. That lets me know that you got the message. But when your receptor is bad, when the way that you receive information, it plays with the way you decode information. So your communication, when you're dealing with that rejection, when you're dealing with abandonment, and let's be clear, not everybody's household looks the same. Some of us were raised in houses with parents in them, and we still were abandoned. That's good. Some of us had interactions with parents every day, and we were still rejected. This can come from parents. This can come from relationships. This can come from all different ways. But when your receptor is touched 
by rejection, by abandonment. Love looks and sounds different to you. So most of your conversations and your interactions, if your receptor is off, you are not necessarily hearing what's being said. You're hearing what you felt like was being said. The problem is now you're reacting to what you feel like you received. It is very hard to be on the other side of an interaction when somebody cannot hear you because they're hearing what they feel. It's very hard to love. It's very hard to, to express love when you can't, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Rejection will make you hear rejection in an invitation. It will. It will, um, I'm having a party. You want to come? But what you hear is, they ain't really wanting to invite me anyway, but since I'm standing here, they said it. So they, you, you hear the rejection in the invitation. Nobody's intention is good. Because, you're, because your receptor is off, you can't hear the intention of love. Everybody's intention is coming from a place of rejection or from abandonment. Yeah. So no compliment is fully a compliment. No moment is fully a good moment because the intention is always off for you. You walk into everything guarded, every situation you deal with, every interaction, even your most trusted of friends. You always have to think, what do they mean by that? I know that's what they said, but, well, they're just really nice, and they're just being nice to me, and that's why. Every thought is followed up by the whisper of rejection. It's followed up by the whisper of abandonment. Our reception is off. And when you don't recognize, here's the thing. You ever play the game telephone where you pass the message, pass the message, pass the message, and then by the time you get there, it's a completely different message? And nobody really knows who was the person that changed the message or who didn't hear it right. When you don't recognize that your receptor is off, you don't know when you missed it. So you walk off with it like it's fact. You walk away like I'm certain that that's what it is because at no point was there anything to oppose what I feel like I heard. So listen. <laughs> Gosh. So listen. I will, if your receptor is off, I'm only going to, oh gosh, let's think about when you're on a cell phone and you're in the car, wherever you're at. And I will only repeat myself if I'm on the other end of that phone so many times before I say, I'll call you back. back. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, 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 and here's the thing, is that when, when your receptor is off, specifically in any relationship, all it does is really frustrate me. Mm-hmm. It, makes me it makes me not go as far as I'm, I should go. It makes me quit before I, should re- I reach the mark. It makes me stop doing things that I know I need to do because I'm tired of repeating myself to someone who can't receive. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. The reason I can't receive is nothing wrong with the device. It has everything to do with where I am. God help. It has everything to do with my geography. It has everything to do with my position. So I'm going through some hurt right now. I'm going through some unforgiveness right now. And I can't receive what you're saying, even though I desperately need it. Somebody shout your receptor. Your receptor. What's funny is, you know how you like to blame it on somebody? Be like, I got all my bars. I can hear. Oh, my gosh. Like, no. Well, I can't hear you. You're breaking up. No, you're breaking up because I can hear you fine. Help God. Help us, God. How many of our relationships look like this? How many of our interactions look like this? The problem is when you are the person that feel like you're, that feels completely like you're right now, mind you, I can't see your phone. So I don't know how many bars you have. I don't know how, it, it could be this office. <laughs> it usually is my office. You can't hear. Come on. How many relationships are we getting irritated with, walking away frustrated because our receptor is bad? So here's the thing. Jesus comes up to this woman and her receptor's off. But he walks up to her knowing that her receptor is off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the thing I love about Jesus, the, thing, yeah. about, the thing I love about the love of God is that he's going to stay on the phone until I get Thank it. You, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. 
You see, Jesus will never, God will never say, I'm going to call you back. He's going to stand right Thank here until Jesus. I figure out how I communicate to you Thank exactly you what you need. Because what you need may be for the space that you're in. And Thank I got to get you to understand that the way that you receive means everything. Thank you, Jesus. It means everything. As a matter of fact, the way that you receive will, will make you interpret the way that you see me if you don't receive it right. She says to, 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 to Jesus, oh, we got to go to the next point. Hold on. I, I don't want to give my stuff away. <laughs> go to verse 10. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. We have points written down, but we haven't gotten to them yet, and I don't even know if we need to get to them. But let's keep pushing, because I think there's something in this. In biblical days, um, city gates, springs, and wells, this is a well that Jesus had met this woman at, were um, places of encounter. That is where you went for social gatherings, you know what I mean? Like, um, it was a place where a lot of things took place. Um, if you look throughout scripture, um, a lot of relationships and marriages were birthed at a spring mm-hmm. because I met um, my, my wife-to-be at a spring. And uh, I believe it was Isaac uh, who met Rebecca at a spring, or he had his servant go meet her at a spring. And he says, if the, the first woman who bows her knee and, and offers me some water, that is the one who is for my servant, I mean, for, 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 for my master. And he meets his, he gets his wife at a spring. And then if you look at um, Jacob, he meets his wife at a, at, a, at a well. And even Moses, he takes the hand of Zipporah because he, he had an act of chivalry at, at, a, at a spring. Relationships were birthed at a spring. Mm-hmm. Relationships were birthed at a well. And, and all the ladies would gather. They would come in groups. And it was, it was kind of like, I'll put it to you like this. It was kind of like uh, a club <laughs> without the music and the alcohol. <laughs> it was the place where you went to, it was the pickup spot. So listen to me now. When, 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 when Jesus comes to the well and he says to, to the woman, can you give me a drink? And this woman's mind, he's shooting his shot. <laughs> he's shooting his shot. And then, well, sorry, listen to me. The last guy I gave a drink to, he left me. So you can keep your stuff. Don't you understand that I came at noon? I came at the high point of the sun today because I was trying to avoid people like you. I'm here to get my business done, and I don't want to talk to you. Just leave me alone. And she kind of shuns Jesus. So Jesus says, well, if you, if you knew the gift of God. Okay. I see you didn't get that part because you didn't understand it. He says, if you knew the gift of God. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Mm. I'll go back on this side. Basically, this woman is standing in the face of God's fullness of love, his fullness expression of love, and she can't see it. She can't even recognize it because her receptor was bad. Mm. She couldn't even recognize the full expression of love. All the love that God had to give showed up in his son, Jesus, and his son gave his life. And this woman is sitting there, listen, I've been here before. You sound just like everybody else. And listen to me. When when you have poor reception, when you have a a bad reception, you'll miss love. Let's check this out. This woman almost missed out on the epitome, the highest level of love, agape love. All because man's love had messed her up. 
And I think that's what we feel when we walk into this place. Monzel, listen to me. Listen, I know I've experienced love and love has failed me. And now you're talking to me that he loves me unconditionally. And that is what we hear when we sit in this space. But you cannot compare his love to the love that you've, that you've experienced. Because his love supersedes any other love that you could ever come in contact with. Okay. And this woman says to herself, he's just like everybody else. Oh, God, I can tell you his love is so different. Yeah. Uh, she took the grant and made it common. She took what was huge and, and fit it into the broken box of her life. And it's, it sounds like, oh, wow, how could she do that? But she didn't have a reference for it. She didn't have a reference for genuine love. And if we stop being um, deep and just to be completely honest and reflect and even go back to think is, where did I get introduced to love? at first. Like where where did where did you recognize in your life what love was for real? Because if love looked like if you were introduced to love by parents that weren't necessarily equipped to know how to love healthy, then the version that you got was the best that they had to offer, but it's not complete. Yeah. Or if your first time that you ever fully felt love was you were loved by whatever person you were in relationship with, but their version of love wasn't healthy. Then as deeply as you love them, the experience that you have with love was still a tilted version of it at its best. So when you start to pile those different relationships and those experiences on top of each other, and then you label them as that's what love is, then when you're standing in the presence of God, who is the agape, who is the, the fullness of love by definition, there is not a reference. So I can understand how she's standing at this well and not able to connect at all with what it is that she's dealing with. God will give you exactly what you need, not in the if form, in the full form. But because of our versions of it, we're, not, we're oftentimes not able to recognize it. And if you don't have a reference for it, you can't recognize it, so you can't receive it. How many relationships... And I'm not talking about just intimate relationships. How many friendships? Your relationships with your family, your relationships with your children, your relationships with friends. How many relationships have you not been able to identify as genuine? Have you not been able to take as genuine because you don't have a reference for it? She was standing in the presence of everything that she needed. The reason that she was so broken is because there was a love that she needed that just kept walking away. That's how she got to the condition that she's in. But here she is standing in front of the full solution and is willing to reject it because she doesn't have a reference for it. I'm going to need you to read the next verse. But when you were talking, it made me think about um, the foundation of love. And we talked about the foundation of love last weekend. And I think many of us sitting here could, could, could um, connect with the thought that the foundation of love that I came from is a bit flawed. Everybody can, can, can agree with, I mean, to a certain extent. I mean, some worse than others. Some of us were um, abused in the home. Some of us were, you know, felt as if our parents turned their backs on us. Um, some of us um, felt as if they never received love or, or, or were loved properly. And whatever the case may be, our love was broken at the foundation. The problem with the foundation is that once I start to build upon the foundation, no one can go back to the foundation to identify why this wall has a crack. Mm-hmm. 
Work with me. Once I start to build love on a broken foundation, I build my room of storage, and I build, you know, that's family love, and I build my room of, of phileo, and I build, you know, my room of arrows, and I start to fill those rooms with, with, with furniture, and I start to fill those rooms with people, and I start to, to, to occupy those rooms with different people in my life, and all of a sudden, a wall starts to fall down. Mm. The people only know that the wall fell down from seeing it. They don't understand that the foundation is what caused it. Mm. And the importance of us going back to make sure that we address the foundation yeah. is vital because people don't care <laughs> why, why, you, why you walked out on me. Men been married for 10 to 15 years and walk away from a marriage because the foundation was bad, because their father had walked away. The foundation means everything. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. We're trying to get you to go back to make sure that you can grab a hold of those things and understand that, that if your foundation is broke, in most cases it is broke, that there is a foundation that will settle everything and it will cover all of the cracks. So therefore, you can build upon that phileo. You can build upon that storage. You can build upon that yes, arrows and yes. ensure that you fill every room with the right person and make sure that every room gets the right amount of attention to ensure that you love properly. Thank you, God. Because, no, listen to me, nobody, gives, nobody says anything when the house falls down. Nobody wants to re reach far, that far back to figure out, man, he, just, he, never, he never saw it done right. She never experienced unconditional love for her mother, and we can't understand why she don't love her children the way that she should. I mean, how could you leave him? How could you leave her? But she never experienced it. And when you start to build families and relationships upon broken love, I can almost guarantee you there'll be cracks that you can't explain. There'll be, there'll be repairs necessary that you can't wrap your hands around. How did we get this big gaping hole in the wall? What happened? Daddy wasn't there. Listen to me. Because we never get to come in contact with the one love that encompasses all love. Mm. Listen to John says we love because he first loved us. We have to come in contact with that love first. So that we can build these rooms. Mm -hmm. And then if you get real good at it, you build, you build a two-story two house. Mm -hmm. And you put, a, you, know, you put a few extras inside of there. We haven't even established love first. That is what we're getting at tonight, today. My God. You want me to read 28? Oh, no, no, let me get it. Y'all getting anything out of this? Yes. Let's read verse 28. Then leaving her water jar... The woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? Mm -hmm. They came out of the town and made their way toward him. I want you to write this down. Probably the only thing, I'll have, the only thing you're going to write down today. When you have an encounter with real love, you spread love. Mm -hmm. When you have an encounter with real love, shout real love. Real love. You spread love. This woman went from avoiding encounters with people yeah. to making sure that she had encounters mm -hmm. with people. But that only happens when you come in contact with real love. Now, here's the thing. I'm not talking about a 1992 Mary J. Bly real love. Mm -hmm. I'm searching for I knew it. I knew a real it. love. <laughs> Everybody sung it in their head. Somebody it it. My He's heart singing in the mic, free but you already sung it in real love. <laughs> I, I, I'm searching for no, no, no. I'm not talking about that run. kind of love. Oh my gosh. <sighs> because here, here, here's the problem. Here's the thing. 
That love that Mary J was looking back, looking for in 1992, she's still trying to find it. Mm. That ain't the truth. That ain't nothing but the truth. She, 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 she's still trying to find it. Listen to me. When you come in contact with real love, love comes from you. And this woman went from missing encounters and trying to avoid people and trying to make sure that people didn't see her shame and all these different things to saying, listen, y'all come see a man who told me everything. He told me everything. Now, here's the thing. I believe it is symbolic. The text says that she left her jar. She left her jar there and and she went away. I believe that that is symbolic of the kind of love that she was used to experiencing. It was a natural love. It was more of an Eros kind of love. And then when she experiences Jesus, she gets a love that gets down on the inside. And here's the thing I want you to understand about love. Love profits the soul. You should write that down. Love profits the soul. And the only way that you can reach the soul is through the spirit. Mm-hmm. The only way you can touch a soul is through the spirit. This woman came in contact with the epitome of love. And it changed her from the inside out so much so that she says, I don't want any more natural means of love. I'm going to be loved from the inside out. Amen? Amen? Amen. You know, that makes me think of, I don't know if it's cliche, but I think we've said it. There have been a lot of us that have said it so much that we feel like we mean it. I don't really need people. I don't really do people. And if you have unknowingly made that your statement, recognize in this moment that that is a lie the enemy has taught you and you're saying it out of your mouth. And let me tell you why. Because God is love. We are called to draw people to God. So if I don't do people, how will they ever see love or God? I think it sounded good. We have t-shirts, hashtags, and everything. I don't do people. No new friends. All kind of stuff to make us make sure we are distant. And I don't know about you, but when I find myself in agreement with things of the enemy, when I find out, my stubbornness alone won't let me agree. Because you tricked me into saying it for a long time. But now that I know the truth of the matter, no matter if the moment if I feel it, I won't let me say it. I will make myself do opposite of whatever is going to line up with what the enemy is doing. Because I, I believe that I, I des- with my fullest heart, with all of me, I want to be who God made me. More than anything, I want for God, when he looks to me, I want him to smile every time. I want him to say, she looks like me. I want him to be able to send me to places and to broken people. I want him to be able to trust me with lost. I want him to be able to trust me with the broken. I want him to be able to trust me with the hurting. That me and the I don't do people me don't match. And I pick God. Amen? So this woman has a moment at the well. She comes in. The woman who didn't do people. I don't do people. I'm not even going when people are there. I'm trying to be by myself. I don't, don't want to hear them. I don't want to deal with them. I'll even go in the heat just so I don't got to do people. You know, that's just how I roll. She went from that person. She had an encounter at this well with the truth. Dear God, there's so much power in the truth. My God. 
Every lie she told herself met the truth at the well that morning. So that, there she sat, I'm sorry, that afternoon. She sat there at the well and she engaged the, the true definition of love. And there was something that happened in that moment that changed her and freed her from the walls that rejection had had her bound in. And she did not leave the way she came, which is evident by the fact she left what she came for and went running from what she had been running from. She went running to people to tell them about this great love that she had found. What better candidate to talk about the love of God than somebody who's been dealing with broken love the whole time? This morning, we have an opportunity at the well. Maybe you didn't realize before that I got a jacked way of hearing things. Maybe my communication is broken. Maybe I am a little bit guarded. Maybe I do function in in rejection. Maybe I do always feel like somebody's coming for me. Maybe I am hearing things wrong. Maybe I don't recognize love. Maybe I don't have a reference to love. Maybe you didn't know that before this morning. But if you sat under this word and you were paying attention, you know now. There are different interactions that you can go back and review and say, hmm. Maybe that didn't happen the way that I felt that it did. Maybe they didn't say that the way that I felt that did. Maybe I read that text message through my tone and not necessarily what they were trying to say. Maybe you can go back and put your hand on different things and say that was a me issue, not necessarily a them thing. And even if it was a them thing, I carry now enough love to be able to give them grace for that. Because maybe they hear through rejection or they hear through abandonment. But thank God they have me in their life because now they'll recognize what it seems to talk like love and feel like love and to have a love that you can't deny. This morning, you have a choice just like the woman did at the well. You can walk back into who you were, go back to the foolishness that was at your house, because remember, she had the man at the house that wasn't the husband the first, yeah. You can go back to the house and carry on like you did. Or you can leave this place running to be who God created you to be, running to display the love of God, running to look like God and sound like God so that you're an undeniable object of the love of God everywhere you go. How do you plan to leave the well this morning? Would you stand? Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.